0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Off-Axis Podcast. I'm here with Austin Bradley. Austin's a very, very talented cinematographer, acrobat, and definitely produces some of the highest quality acrobatic videos on the internet. I'm a big fan of the work. How you doing, Austin?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, and I'm glad
0: you're having me on here. Yeah, dude. So what, what is your actual background? Like, what did you do as a kid? Oof. as a kid? I mean,
1: pretty standard stuff. I, as a kid, I ran a lot of track and field, and then high school, senior years, when I very first started getting into acrobatics, which was parkour, and I was doing that with my friends, Isaiah and Jacob, and then, that's, because I would film a lot of the videos we made back then, so
0: it was. Do you have like a YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, so the the early YouTube channel, you can find all of our <laughs> pretty funny videos of how we started and stuff is on uh, Urban Aces LV.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: And then that that's a lot of the early work, I guess, of the, the videography and stuff. Because initially we would all shoot, we would all edit, and then it sort of just over time funneled to I would do the edits and then... I don't know. It just, it kept going as a side thing that was always like over my shoulder while being an acrobat. Yeah. And then all that kind of stopped when I went to the military.
0: So definitely. Yeah. I was kind yeah. of the same way. I started a YouTube channel I was like 15 or 14 or 15 or so when it first came out and like, got one of these cameras that had like a cd player that you could record on the side with yeah it was like super yeah. old school and then you had <laughs> to like put all the you had to like render all that footage and then you had to put in the like i forget what editor it was called back then but uh, man i was one windows movie
1: maker oh and windows movie maker finally, that's what it was you know everybody was torrenting uh, sony vegas <laughs> yeah yeah, it did so, the good old days before right.
0: Final Cut and Premiere really came out. I yeah. guess Premiere probably a pretty old program. Yeah,
1: Premiere is pretty old. Premiere CS
0: anyway. And yeah. Yeah. So you went to the military. Uh, what did you do in the military? Uh, fuels. And so I was P.O.L. Fuels
1: uh, in the Air Force oh, wow. for a little bit because, you know, at least in the early stages of parkour, I graduated high school and we were still doing the little videos, but I was like well, there's no money in this, and yeah, went off to the Air Force, and then, as soon as I left, my friends got shows and other stuff, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, my friends were getting way better progressing way faster yeah. in the parkour scene, and so I would try to train overseas, but my motivation just wasn't there and then when I got out i uh I started training much harder once I got out, and yeah, then, for sure, and then I finally landed I landed my first show, so.
0: How long were you doing the military for? Uh, It was three years and some change. Okay. Yeah. What age yeah. did you start? Right at 18. 18? Right at 18. Okay.
1: And uh, it was it was like straight out, not straight out of high school, like where I stayed and trained and stuff, but I definitely started the process. Yeah. Not too soon after getting out of high school and graduating. So it was like, yeah, I'll go take my ASVAB. And then, you know, started doing the MEPS and then. The basic training was pushed back a little bit, but went off and did that crush basic training. That's Air Force basic training, at least on the physical yeah. side, is pretty easy. Okay. And it, then, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you
0: for your service. Where are you originally mm-hmm.
1: from? Uh, I mean, I live most of my life in Vegas, but I was born in South Carolina. Oh, tell And uh, I don't carry too much of the Southern accent like my family has. Like yeah, I would have never uh, noticed. Yeah, they... If I go back and visit, sometimes it's a little hard to understand. It's almost like a whole other language to me at some time. you know, at some points when I'm listening go ahead and get that log it. Right I'm like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, the accents but, over there are crazy.
0: It's crazy that the United States has so many different like areas with different accents. It's almost like it should be totally different countries.
1: Yeah, and even just within the South, like just even the southern accents vary from where you are, you know what I mean? like yeah. uh
0: different cities and stuff like
1: yeah like a lot of my family back in lynchburg south carolina will have a very different southern accent from like someone from alabama you know yeah like totally it's it's, it's just different types of southern accents that you got to be adjusted to Yeah.
0: yeah so when you came back did you get hired for a show right away definitely wasn't right away so i got out and You went back to South Carolina or you came to Vegas? Vegas,
1: Vegas. And, you know, it was, because it was, like, it's where everybody trains. It's where all my friends yeah. were. So definitely came back to Vegas and started training, doing some tricking, and I guess just trying to get my skills ready for whatever would come across. And then, uh, like, luckily, my friend Ian got lumberjacks, and then the— I guess the parent show to that was Pirate's Voyage, which is where he he gave me a recommendation and then they called me. And then that was actually like the start of my circus career was from that job because that job taught me so much. Yeah. uh, That's where I learned Russian swing. That's where I learned Chinese poles. That's where I learned how to, or got better at diving because I did diving in senior year high school, but I was trash. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um. but yeah, they got got better at diving, got better at tumbling, and then that 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 show is what was able to springboard me to get other gigs, and then eventually go and meet Cirque Mechanics, which was another huge part of yeah. you know development for me and traveling with them, and, and I, I I still am super thankful for going to Pirates Voyage, yeah, just for that learning experience.
0: Yeah, I feel like Pirates and SeaWorld, they're like boot camp for uh, acrobatics, like everyone should start with like those kind of shows because yes i'm sure there's a lot of work involved yeah. and like it's really good for building like your work ethic and that kind of stuff yeah there's really good basic shows that you can learn a lot of different things on too
1: yeah and and it's good for getting comfortable in front of an audience because you you can be uncomfortable with that and it can affect your air awareness and per- performance if you're not used to just like toning them out when you need to do what you need to do so it would definitely Suck for someone not to have that experience, and then go to the Cirque stage, and you freeze up or something, you know. So I'm thankful for Pirates. They were very lenient with me, and uh, they they were super, they were super helpful. Very talented people that would coach me, uh, especially on Russian swing, because that thing's yeah, you know, it's a zero to a hundred thing. You either do it right or sure. you're severely injured. And then uh, springboard diving cleaning cleaning up the technique and tumbling because the floors would be wet. So if you're tumbling as it is not somewhat decent yeah you're gonna fall you know and then chinese pulls it's a whole thing on its own i still hate it to this day dude
0: (laughs) it's i don't really know too many people that just love chinese pull because every time (laughs) i'm on that i'm like oh this hurts like this isn't fun i feel like i'm working out with like extra pain (laughs) right like
1: saying and you you do it in shorts oh god help you you know and then yeah uh, unless i'm getting paid
0: yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. When I see the Chinese pole, I'm like, exist. "Nope, not going up that thing today." Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But um, would you Would you do that show again?
1: I mean, I loved the show itself. I I would do the show again. I I have no problems doing the show again, but it being for one like the water show, and a, there was a few issues with the way it was ran. Yeah, more so created problems never the actual show i'd I'd actually love to do that show again um but it sometimes like during the summer for instance there are you end up doing four shows a day and then when that dies down it goes back to one shows and so what ends up happening is like they they keep the cast at a certain number of people and when the demand gets really high for shows obviously your acrobats are going to get injured because yeah. doing four shows a day, hour and a half shows day in day out, as soon as someone gets injured, you lose your days off. Yep. And so and it maybe not even an injury, you know, someone is just irresponsible and, you know, just doesn't show up or forgets the schedule or something like that. It's it's something that will cause you to lose your day, so now you can't rest and it, it's just tearing up your body. And yeah, so, for sure. Like, after doing three summers it's like i could feel my body getting torn up just from those those summers alone you know you get plenty of rest around that but the the summers would just tear yeah. me up and then um the the water itself you can it can get pretty nasty if you're not on top of it right Cause, uh, oh for sure i know what you're talking <laughs> <yeah>. about <laughs> like uh if you're wearing shoes and going in the water or if somebody has athlete's foot and you're not like constantly monitoring your feet and taking care of it, like you can get athlete's foot, it can start eating the skin in between the toes, yep. and like the skin starts. to And rot, then everyone gets it too. And then everyone gets it, and then it's, <laughs> it, it just gets ugly real quick, fast, you know. And then
0: I bet you these oh. times now with everyone like spraying stuff everywhere and keeping everything super clean would be a lot better.
1: <laughs> It'd be a lot better, but there, like there, there are a few other things like your you you're
0: swimming in it's not the cleanest water <laughs> it's not the cleanest water <laughs> i did i did a but, a diving show last summer and i got an ear infection the first day yeah, and then the next day one, they're yeah. like hey actually the water is too dirty to go in i'm like oh <laughs> welcome to the show <laughs>
1: it's um ear infections were definitely a big part of it, especially during high season because you had certain people that couldn't get in the water so now you're covering more yep you're, you're doing yep. more on the tramp wall you're doing other acts on the tramp wall to fill in you're doing more flies on the swing yeah but on top of that now you're tired and if you get complacent with it you're the next in line to get injured if you're not yep. careful so
0: yeah and yeah. the diving shows are a lot of stress on your body like i would love to do a diving show but only like four days a week because when you're doing it every day like you're doing so many damn dives into the water. Like you hit the water and you're like, relax. <laughs> All, right. All right, fuck swim back to shore as fast as you can and do it again.
1: <laughs> like, I don't, uh, like from once I got used to the show, it was pretty constant and I didn't really mind it so much. Like I, I got, I had to do a lot of acts, but part of me had so much fun doing the show. I, I never really minded it. And granted, they, they like I said, they were pretty lenient with me because I was wild on stage. Like, yeah, like I, I would totally be acting out, dancing when I shouldn't be dancing like, <laughs> up on the perch, like Millie Rock, and like doing all kind of mess. And like yeah, they're pretty tolerant with me in that regard. So like I'll, I'll give them that, you know.
0: Well, you but, gotta have fun.
1: You got you got to, especially if you're if you're not three, four, fun. like if you're on your third, fourth show, and like you're still trying to do the same. Yeah. Like, yeah
0: you you start going crazy it gets really long if everyone's not having fun and like playing little games and doing that oh, kind of yeah. stuff otherwise it just gets boring and then everyone's like on each other's backs and stuff oh
1: yeah the drama can get real
0: oh man, man. Mm-hmm. if you have a cast full of complainers too and everyone's complaining after every show Holy smokes. <laughs> <So> that was <laughs> like a good, you work there or something man. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure that was the good thing for me about doing extreme sports everyone was like just don't be a pussy and just mm-hmm. go don't complain mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, like, a, you know, now that I'm more, I guess, in the circus community, for the most part, and I've seen some other shows, and I've done a few other gigs, it's like, it's, it's not, because that being my first show, when people complain, it can really mess with your image of how yep. you see the show, you know, especially if you're new into it, and so you'll look at this as like, oh, this is shit, I can... I can go get better and stuff like that. But it's, at least for me, it was still a job. You know, I, I was coming out of the Air Force and then suddenly I'm getting paid to do flips. Oh, I, I bet you that's I, a I, relief. I, I did not care <laughs> too much. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, you know, even if it was four shows a day and stuff like that, it was very hard to get upset. Because it's like, for sure. It's like, you. You get to mess around for yeah. basically an hour and a half, or at least the time the show is going on, and then in between that, it's like I'm I'm just resting, you know. I'm on my phone, or I'm maybe editing something, and it's it's so much more lax, definitely in, in terms of what's required of you. And so I I never had complaints, but then it was like people would, you know, oh they're they're doing this and they're they're doing this with my pay or why I gotta <laughs> do all this, and I'm like, oh man, they're they just treat everybody badly here but it's like no sometimes you have to look at what that person did and yeah it, it can really mess with you if you're not aware yeah yeah it'll <laughs> but, bring
0: you down and like what better work ethic to build than in the air force like i felt yeah. i did construction growing up so yeah. with the fact that i got to do shows was like oh this is way better i'm never gonna complain about yeah. this
1: and like even the air force had fun times like uh now, granted, when I first went in and got to Guam, we were twelve hour shifts. It was you know uh only day shift, night shift, and typically day shift would be a lot busier, but night shift could be busy as well, just depending on what came through the flight line. But there were definitely periods of time where I was working night shift, and the flight line was dead, and we got so good at call of duty zombies <laughs> <laughs>
0: I bet oh man. So you've been doing a lot of video stuff lately?
1: Yeah, yeah. So soon as, not soon as, but quarantine hit and it was like, oh, this is just be a good time to relax my body. You know, I just yeah. came off a tour with uh, doing the 42 foot tour and I, I was feeling a little achy. Then uh, this whole thing hit. We had just got a house. I was like, yeah, and this works out. Um, I can just rest my body. And then after uh, like two weeks, maybe less than that, I realized how much I was wasting an opportunity to like actually to get good. And so that that's what I've like. I I really like buckled down to try and optimize this time to learn as much as I can. And I I have I've set some pretty crazy goals (laughs) that I don't expect to meet right away, but it, it gives me something to work towards to uh, to to keep me motivated because when I would try to do this kind of stuff while working at Pirates or something, I would just be so drained yeah. that I would instantly default to playing video games or going out and drinking and stuff. But now it's yeah. like I can wake up and do a little my little morning routine or whatever and then I can just get right to cranking out an edit and yeah, I can spend full like, time. all day on it if I want and it's it's been super beneficial in learning blender so i'm learning blender to do like 3d world building that that's the really the only reason i'm learning it and then i can incorporate that with green screen stuff and then after effects after effects has been super super amazing to learn yeah. during this time there's so much you can do with that same with blender but blender's fucking hard and then after effects is easy by comparison now so i'm like speeding through After Effects and then Premiere Pro is like
0: super low
1: tier you know it's nothing just even messing but using the two intertwined like the dynamic link where you can edit Uh one clip in After Effects and it affects the other yep it it's easy to do now just because I've spent the time I've dedicated to it and the now I want to take it and start making uh how do I explain this so Ian Hubert is one of like the best I guess Blender users and he can create entire scenes like movie quality level scenes in Blender alone. And he can he can use just a green screen and build a world around a person just oh, walking in the room. And he's a one man team. I, I totally thought at, at least as far as I've seen, he's a one man team when it comes to the filming and the editing. And I used to want to do stuff like that, but I thought you need a crew, you need a uh, someone else who's good on the 3D yeah. or a team of 3D to pull something like that off. Granted, I'm sure it took him a long time to do what he does, but the fact is, he is one person that did it, and so that's where I want to get to, is to be able to build entire scenes and worlds. But now since I'm involved in the circus community I can do that and put acts in those worlds I can put tricking in those worlds I can put oh, dope. Yeah. I can put acrobatics in there you know and then that that's just a next level of quality that I just honestly I just it is cool like yeah dude like it'd be cool to show people it would be cool the ideas you can pull off with like an aerialist and maybe some steampunk built city that we put fans under to simulate when the um the steam is coming through a pipe or something like that and yeah she starts a drop or something so something crazy you know and there, there's there's so many ideas that could be used and it also helps to learn this stuff because on the flip side of when my body is all beaten up i can go full time yeah true with the the whole video and learning and blender and stuff like that so that's that's kind of what I've been planning for in quarantine is to get to that level.
0: Yeah, for sure, and that's like futuristic stuff too. So it's not going away anytime soon either. Yeah, like it's good to be on top yeah. of that technology trend.
1: It is. It is
0: because I don't know anyone else who does that shit. So <laughs> you're hired, dude. <laughs> if i zone. Like I only know one guy. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Ellen.
1: Speaking of technology trends, just real quick, you see that um. Disney got their own deep fakes going their, their own like super so typically like deep fakes are like at a certain resolution that you can do but I haven't seen this but Disney got their own deep fakes that they can who it's it's basically just a high quality deep fake cuz it's done at a studio level rather than some one off guy doing it and running the 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 facial data and getting all the mapping right Instead, you got a whole basic supercomputer that's computing this now.
0: Ah, uh, I see I'm this. I'm like, that's, I think, that's uh, a Wasn't, like, was the new Star Wars movie filmed in this, Mandalorian?
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it was used D-fish recently, but it was, it, it's scary to think about, you know? It's like.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah,
1: we still have your favorite actor acting even after he's dead. Like, I know, <laughs> that
0: shit's crazy. Ooh, yeah, that stuff's crazy. There's, yeah. like. They could just—I mean, no one's gonna want to live in regular world anymore, dude. And especially
1: it's, when everything's like—it's a little scary because you know once you can't trust if the video footage is real, that has a lot of implications on what you can or can't trust later on. That's very true. Especially when it comes to any kind of evidence or any kind of.
0: Oh yeah, they can fake anything now.
1: Oh yeah, so it's that's—it's it's a little scary, you know. <laughs> It's like, ooh, Disney's doing it. Who else is doing it, you know?
0: I know, right? Yeah, and now that they're doing it, it's gonna spread down and it's gonna get cheaper and cheaper to do it and everyone's gonna be, well, it's I mean, gonna be the, accessible. The deepfake
1: is already free. It's just how much time are you willing to put into it? How much of the faces of the person you're trying to deepfake are you willing to go and grab the video footage and have it map at, map it out, you know, if you got the time for it? Yeah. But some people already have the time, but at least... It's somewhat low res Disney doing it <laughs> that like a movie quality. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be the best of the best. <laughs> that,
1: that that's that's a tad different than your average Joe just deep faking, you know? Yeah, dude. That's hard to detect when you have the best of the best doing the deep fake, so Yeah.
0: Have you gotten into like this three D stuff? Like do you do like uh, have like a three D game system or any of that?
1: Um, no. I I've really only been using Blender. I've messed with Unreal Engine before if you're familiar with that. So Unreal Engine is it's a engine, yeah. but it's a it's a game engine that you can basically do game design in and it's um it was it was like my first introduction into 3D, which was messing around with that. You can mess around placing different materials and you could see how certain things would interact within the 3D world, yeah. And it, you know, it was pretty cool, but I didn't really think much of it then because I was like years ago, and I really had no plans to kind of implement that. And it wasn't, I wasn't into game design. It yeah. wasn't what I was looking for video-wise. And then I started messing with cinema 4D, and on even on the Urban Aces channel, you can you can look at the early work of cinema 4D there with the the titles. I used it a lot for titles, and I would like. Look up these YouTube Cinema 4D templates and see how uh, they would do the titles. And then I bring in the project file and me mess around.
0: This. What do I look up? Uh, you can
1: look up HKPK Sage Session or something like that. Or should, should I type in your name too? Maybe Urban Aces in there, and it should pop up.
0: Let me see the screen. Maybe. Yeah, I'll pull it up over here.
1: Oh shit. Yep, it's definitely that first one. <laughs>
0: All right, let's see this. At least Cut so. out music. Yeah, so that
1: that's the early
0: cinema 4 <laughs> D. <4D. laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh damn, you did that?
1: Yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That, that's the that's the <laughs> the early cinema four D pieces. And then um Was that done in After Effects? No, that so cinema four D is the Okay, so that's the, the whole system. Suite. Yeah. And then uh you can export that and then bring that into After Effects if you wanted to like doll. Is it, it all Adobe? In. Um Cinema 4 D is not. Okay. Um so After Effects Premiere Pro are the two things I use with in Adobe or Photoshop and Lightroom, I guess as well. Yeah. And then Blender and used to be Cinema Four D are the three D
0: suites that I use. Oh, used. dope. So Yeah, I never got into that kind of stuff. Too complicated. I tried to learn After Effects and I spent like the free trial, which is like seven days on it. And then I was like, "Eh, I'm just going to stick to like quick edits and stuff. Well,
1: how I originally started learning After Effects, because it was mainly through a lot of these titles. So if you like look through the videos, every title is something different. It's something stupid, something different. And it's just because like, I would look up a tutorial and it's like, I'm gonna try that. And then I would just do the title and then I would stop. Yeah. But that helped me learn to navigate the programs. And over time, I guess it, you just kind of learn it. You remember what the your key binds are for certain things and you, you really start to get smooth at the program. And I also try to not just like b- learn it outright, like with Blender. I don't want to just learn Blender, it's like, yeah you you got to make this donut and go through learning the particle system and put the sprinkles on the donut it's like fuck that yeah <laughs> i want to get straight to the world building so it's like dude let me look up something that i can use in a project now and i'll just do it shitty but it i'll, I'll learn the how to do it and learn the basics and that's kind of what i want to start doing right now i don't know if you saw like One of the things I want to do is this AICP based video for like they did a music video and it was a lot of motion capture that they used the motion capture data, put it to these meshes, and then the meshes themselves would either have like hair simulations or like particle simulations or something like that. Yeah. And I want to do that, but with circus acts. But that'd be crazy. Right. And doing that for one, getting the mocap right for that is just it's a it's a challenge I've been messing around with mocap it's pretty easy to do basic stuff and even like I got it I got the mocap down I got the mesh bonded but binded to the the bvh file which is the the motion capture data file and then I was able to put like a hair simulation on it it took forever to render but it was pretty straightforward I I got it done and to do something where you're mocapping somebody tricking where yeah you, it's like a touchdown rice cork happens that is a extremely complicated move to try and do motion capture That'd at least very, yeah. with just the xbox connect <laughs> you know and we've even thought about uh using two of them to try and increase the uh, depth map yeah so maybe it's a little more accurate if we can get more points of information but oof, it's it's a Dude. toughie and then on top of that just the render times for that is atrociously long to try and do in your own system you can for
0: sure that sounds like a headache to me
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i do want to do it uh, I'm, I'm slowly working towards it like i tell myself i have to look up just one blender tutorial a week
0: yeah like that's, that's a good the, one to do right, that
1: that that's a no. i can do that because it's so easy yeah and then you'll eventually you'll get good enough it may take longer but eventually and sometimes you know you you do a little more, so it's like I typically never will just look at one tutorial. I'll go through like four or five, little, yeah, like little fifteen minute tutorials, and then it's like an hour dedicated to my time that I've learned this much. And I'd rather do that than, you know, yeah, the games I'm constantly binging on or for smoking.
0: sure, yeah. The more you <laughs> the more you learn, like the more stuff you have to pull from in the future, exactly. especially when you have you're able to use all these different programs. Oh, man. Yeah. Have you ever tried to use Final Cut?
1: Um, no, because I'm just not a Mac guy.
0: Oh, you don't have Mac at all? No. I, well, you wouldn't be a Final Cut guy <laughs> <no>. then. <laughs>
1: exactly. But um, I'm not opposed to it because the thing with Mac is, at least when, when it comes to Mac and the, the Final Cut Pro software, is that it's so well optimized in how it goes about I guess encoding it's 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 uh, it's data. Yeah. When you bring a file in, it's always for the most part pretty smooth playback in comparison to what you would get using Premiere Pro on the same system. You get a lot more out of a lot less specs using Final Cut um, than you would Premiere Pro because like I have to have my computer like rigged out like a monster. Yeah. To just even mess around and do stuff like, for instance, if I'm in Blender and you turn the render engine to cycles, that thing will tear up any computer that's not ready for it. Yeah. And so you I, I just have to have top of the line specs for that because I'm outside of Final Cut Pro. And so, you know, that that's kind of just what I have to do. But if I was only video editing and I had a Mac, you could totally be okay with just Final Cut Pro. Like I, I know it pretty well. I just haven't used it yeah Man, i don't know maybe maybe one day
0: yeah maybe i don't on a laptop or something yeah i I don't know if i make short quick fast edits in a lot of them because that's what i like to do and then i use final cut or if i make short quick fast edits because i have final cut because i okay. i used to get way more into like the details and stuff when i had premiere pro mm-hmm. but then the moment i switched to final cut i was just like oh i can make videos so much faster i mean it, it it's like half the time
1: yeah. It depends on your goals. Like for you, you're constantly cranking out a lot of content Yeah. to, to, between this podcast and between what you do for your off axis channel as well. And yeah. you're only one guy. I don't know you what want. I
0: would do with uh premiere pro that be too <laughs> much editing.
1: I mean, like if I didn't want to crank out a quick edit, I know it enough now to do so you can with premiere pro. But for me, the one that used to be for cranking out the quick edits and what I edit a lot of my old stuff on was Sony Vegas because specifically the the playhead where you would play a video on the timeline to start from would stay right where it was and then it would play ahead from where you stopped that playhead. Yep. <laughs> play on words there. But, <laughs> but um Premiere Pro doesn't do that and it pisses me off. And it took forever to make the transition to Premiere Pro. And then now the the new software to go to is DaVinci Resolve. And DaVinci Resolve is the Hollywood-level color grading suite. But now I'm just rooted in my Premiere Pro hotkeys. And yeah, for sure. I don't want to sure. change you know, yeah, the man. workflow. And I'm like, uh, Yeah, I'm learning <laughs> a whole new
0: program again. Yeah, I recently had to... Reupload or re-download a, a Adobe Premiere for a place that I work for, and I was like, "Oh, I have to like yeah. I still remembered all the hotkeys, but I was like, oh, God, this is too much.' Right. I don't exactly. know where everything is. Exactly,
1: <laughs> I don't know where my effects are. I yeah. don't know, like, because I'm I'm used to doing uh, the color wheels and color wheels I can do in DaVinci, but it goes DaVinci goes like ridiculously in depth, and then um, for me, I can just. I can layer on effects onto a clip and then I go to my effects tab and it shows what I layered. And eventually you have to use something called nodes and it's the same thing in Blender, you have to use nodes. I fucking hate using nodes. I don't know how the nodes work because it's like I put a node and then I put another node but I can plug in only a certain attribute of this node into a certain attribute of that node and they will only affect those two things instead of like layering all the effects. It gives you more control but it in my it just complicates things more. I, I feel like Yeah. Maybe I just need to sit down and just spend like a week fucking with only nodes and let y'all see the results of that.
0: That's uh yeah. yeah, that's the problem with camera making. You're just like, all right, I just have to have computer time and like the more like the more you film the more you sit in front of a computer. Dude, oh my gosh.
1: And if you're not getting up and like stretching, like yeah. I you know, thank goodness I do acrobatics as well. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. And it, it like somewhat evenly rounds me out on the exercise front. And then I can go and sit down and be like, okay. You know, yeah. I got it. But like if you're just constantly like, all right, I just need to sit down for like 10 hours and crank these two edits out. That is just rough sitting down for that long. Granted, I could, I used to do that all the time when I was in a serious World of Warcraft addiction phase. Like I could go forever and yeah. just playing WoW and sitting there. But when you're sitting there editing,
0: it's like doing and, homework
1: <laughs> and especially if you don't know how this edit is supposed to be, you, I don't know the, the cognitive, like how much brain power you're sitting there spending, like, yeah, dude. just trying to figure out where an edit is. It, it, it tires you out. <laughs> like it tires it you out. It definitely does. And it's like, oh, well, there's this deadline for this client and I can't just stop. And so it's like start getting tired let me chug a bang or a monster yeah it's like
0: like coffee and weed you need a bunch of it (laughs) (laughs)
1: not even the weed like like if i smoke and try to edit i I can't even i can't even mix the two if you smoke and
0: edit you'll spend like an hour on one clip (laughs) just making it the ultimate clip
1: at least for me i'd knock out super easy so as soon as i come across any resistance in this editing process where i don't know what comes next i'm (laughs)
0: like I start
1: dozing and then I lean back and fall asleep for an hour and wake up and my neck's all kinked and I'm like, oh no, I gotta get this edit done still. I
0: always catch myself and I'll be like, (laughs) like two inches from the computer screen. I'm like, oh, what am I doing to my eyes? I gotta back up. Like Uh, if you're like trying to like time clips to like the music or something.
1: Right. And a lot of, it's funny, like most people, or I, i I think most people don't know the the longest part i spend on an edit is definitely finding the song (laughs) that's that that's that's one of the longest parts i can spend on an edit is just like searching through music bed searching through copyright free music on youtube or maybe a good song instrumental that i think won't get copyright struck that's the worst uh, part about editing i think dude and it's finding the music that won't get copyrighted
0: Like, I That's just made that cinematic uh, slow motion video the other day, and instantly, Ooh. as soon as I uploaded it, it got copyrighted. I'm like, oh no. And then it got taken down in so many countries. Like, Ooh. I know for sure Canada and a lot of places in Europe, you can't see those. So it's like, well, that was pointless just because I picked the wrong song. All right. And it said it was uh, copyright free, it didn't have a lot of views on YouTube. Oof. But, uh. It's even bigger. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Always upload your video alone with just the. C- with just the music first so you know if it's copyrighted you'll get notified right away
1: <laughs> yeah and it's because the music makes so much of the video it does just having the right mood that can accommodate that and editing to a beat that keeps the audience engaged or I think does I don't even know who I'm making these videos for half the time I just make them yep. because they're cool <laughs> yeah
0: I mean you're just yeah. expressing your own personal art form and then if people like it they like it because I've true. literally I made this best of like Off Axis 2019 and I put this one song to it and a few people are like eh it's like okay and then I, I literally kept the clips completely the same and then i just switched the music like, oh, yeah, I love this now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's so you're supposed to be watching this for the clips yeah. anyway. It's not the music.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there was some editing, some dude teaching an editing class. And it's like, you want to be able to be able to tell the story of your video without the music and sound effects and have it be interesting without it. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's the song that makes it it's the audio like audio is like half the battle yep maybe even more when it comes to video If like if your song choice is crap or your your audio is crap even for for talking or for anything simple if it's garbage then no one's gonna watch the video yep straight up so it's it's definitely i think the more important
0: yeah i think one of my favorite videos i've ever made was the first off axis shoe commercial and it was all raw sound No music or anything. Did you see that one? I haven't. So it's uh Max and Dylan. I filmed them in a circus tent, which is nice because I could control everything. Like there was no people around; it was just us in the tent. Like everything was solid, and like all you hear is the trampoline bounce, and then their feet, and then like the wall or the Uh shoes hitting the wall and stuff.
1: Okay, all natural. Yeah, dude.
0: (laughs) As soon as I made one of those, like, damn, I want to make a bunch of these. It's <laughs> like the tap, like the, the music is such a headache.
1: It is, it is. And there's a place for just raw ambient noise with that kind of stuff. But I don't think it's my style, but I do need to learn to do audio recording. Cause I, I, have you seen where like in the movies, they're showing themselves recording the sounds for everything separate and like snow is like Yeah. they're actually like
0: yeah i've seen those doing before. it
1: with their hands and stuff or like the wolverine clip that's the infamous or not infamous but the famous one that he's like running through the forest and he's doing that scene in the the living room re recording yeah. the audio and stuff like that like yeah, i need I've to learn those. to do that because i do want to start making little short films as well and if you don't have those minute audio details down then it, it'll come across as amateur extremely quick yeah for so, sure
0: yeah sometimes i'll film uh i'll film in slow motion on my camera and it doesn't record audio so GH5 i'll be like problems yeah i know <laughs> gh5 problems i think there's a way around that but uh yeah i'll be like hey can you just bounce five times real quick and then i'll just use that audio for the other one and i'll just combine them together
1: Good stuff, good stuff. I don't know
0: why GH5 does not record audio by now. Like, what are we doing here Um GH5? That,
1: that's common. So, like, that, that's pretty common if you go over 60 FPS Yep. with GH5. And I don't mind it because if you're going over that, <laughs> you're probably not using it for the audio. For and sure.
0: I mean, sometimes if you're filming, like, an, a no music edit, it would be great, though, to slow down the sound with it
1: yeah but typically that stuff sounds pretty distorted uh yeah that's pretty true it's it's pretty like distorted and in my opinion i don't think it would make it better to i mean uh, you'd probably be better off trying to recreate something in post yeah that could match what's being shown visually but a lot of cameras do that so a lot of cameras when they go over 60 fps they're audio is gone does
0: yours you have an a7 right
1: a7 III uh, a7 III does not it's it's one of the reasons I stick with it because there are times like when I'm doing like a little photo shoot vlog or something and I shoot the girl in slow motion or 120 fps to use for the video portion and then I just want to turn around and vlog I can do that I don't have to change any settings yep but on other cameras you gotta
0: because I would love to shoot everything in 120 frames per second
1: not everything <laughs>
0: A lot of things I would <laughs> I always <laughs> want to. Well, yeah, not everything, but like, like, what if I shot this podcast? And I'm like, right. <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But like for acrobatics, I almost always would like to shoot with like, like a high frame rate and.
1: Yeah. Um I wouldn't go over 120 personally for me any 120 is perfect for anything I yeah need. unless you're
0: shooting like a bullet or like something well, yeah maybe yeah. tricking or something i don't know
1: if you're shooting a bullet you need a phantom camera yeah to get you ten thousand fps or something like that yeah like, i don't think i'm doing anything like that you know <laughs> so, yeah but mm, 120 will do it for me 180 would probably be the highest I'd be willing to go yeah and then resolution on the other hand is different because a7 III only does 1080p at 120 and it's a decent looking 1080p I don't mind it but if I could get 4k 120p
0: that'd be crazy
1: which is Which is... It's there. It's out there. Pretty cheap cameras these days.
0: Yeah. If you get, like, film-only cameras, a lot of them have that. But when you're using, like, photo and video, like, DSLR stuff, they don't have all those options. They don't. Yet. Yet. (laughs) I mean, pretty soon the iPhone's gonna have it, so then they're gonna have to step up their game.
1: Yeah, but when it comes to, like, phones versus DSLRs in terms of camera specs, it's iPhone can do that because the sensor size is so small, so it can it can run a lot of those crazy video specs without much downside in terms of the heat and power consumption. If you try to do that on the same full frame sensor and get that same readout of 4K 120, like uh, the iPhone's claiming it's going to do in the next one, you have a much harder problem to solve because the heat needed, the heat coming from that, and the power needed to do that is much higher on a much bigger
0: sensor. For sure. That, so. Yeah. It's
1: it's a little different.
0: Yeah, I didn't understand that when I first started doing videos for a living. I was working for Razer, and they're like, hey, can you film, like, the guys at the skate parks? I'm like, yeah, my iPhone shoots 1080. <laughs> 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 so uh, I didn't tell them that, though. They thought I had a camera. And uh, for, or, like, months, I was making these awesome edits on my phone, on uh, iMovie, they came out good yeah you can make they didn't notice a single thing until we had a like a board meeting and they're like all right yeah everyone come check out it was like all the the higher ups at razor they like looked at a a video that i did and they're like they blew it up on a big screen and they're Uh, like what is this quality (laughs) like it was never a big deal until they took it off of the phone screen
1: (laughs) that'll do it but i mean Nowadays, you can do some really good iPhone cinematography. You, oh, for you can sure. Even just phone cinematography in general, I believe like any phone past twenty, like the later half of 2018, pretty much is all the same in terms of camera quality. Yeah. And you can like there are some guys like Parker Welbeck. Welbeck. Welbeck is one I is a, he's a guy I follow for a lot of instructional video stuff, and one of the parts of his course is like specifically phone cinematography. And you he does some really good looking stuff with a phone. And it it's a little creepy to think about yeah. right now because it's like, first it started on the photo side where they had the portrait mode and stuff like that. And then now Samsung was messing with something that's the live focus mode where it does the portrait mode effect but it can do it in video. Oh. And then so now most most phones like the iPhone 11 has a telephoto lens, has a wide angle lens, and then has one standard lens, at least on the iPhone 11 Max. And if that software of the live focus gets better and better with each iteration of the phone, pretty soon you remove the need for the actual lenses or actual DSLR cameras, at least on the low end, because your phone would be able to do it and it's much easier to carry around in your pocket and you can you can get a a, a pretty similar look probably in a few years uh, not a few years it it it's probably like 5 10 years out but either way it's coming you know yep. so it's it, it's a it's a little scary to think about where the phone video and photo market is for photos it's it's getting pretty good but for video it's still way behind
0: yeah definitely so, that's why you got to stay on that tech train. That way when yep. that comes and people even don't even need to edit anymore, there's just a software that does everything, which there already is, yeah. but it's not all the way there yet. You yeah, got to be on I'll the be next rush. level making virtual reality kind of <laughs> stuff.
1: Well, that's because like with the technology boom and blender, blender is something that's the three suite I was telling you about that's been upgraded. So, they're working on so blender is almost its own everything program you can with blender if you had the know-how you could do anything that the entire Adobe suite could do yeah from from video editing well maybe not photo editing and stuff like that and in-depth audio editing but as far as like video effects and basic video editing and then on top of that you got the 3d the intensive 3d side of a blender as well that that's going to be all in one give it a few years yep it might it might be blowing everything out of the
0: water and people don't even know
1: people don't even know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna get crazy pretty soon especially once all like dude people are just gonna be making virtual worlds and stuff and people just sit at home put the vr headset on and then you're in a different world and no one's gonna want to live in this one so i've been trying to stay away from the vr i haven't done it yet yeah, but uh
1: I've done some VR. It needs a lot of work. <laughs> it needs a lot of work if it's going to be cuz there's a certain there's a certain aspect of VR that just watching on a 2D screen doesn't have. Yeah. And it I guess there's a certain laziness to like being able to just sit back and appreciate what's in front of you on, on the screen versus like you have to look around to get the full spectrum of everything that's that you would get in the frame of a normal T V. Yeah. Like maybe for games and stuff that works. But if you're trying to watch a movie and it's in <laughs> VR and you gotta like You're looking the <laughs> you're wrong like, way oh, or something. You know, somebody dies over there, you know. Maybe like that's cool for like an interactive horror movie or something like that. Yeah, you, know? you could where,
0: watch it like five times and you
1: know, where it's like surround sound, you know, so it's like you're in the V R and then like something falls down the stairs and you're like and then you know the surround sound crickles over here and you look back and there's a monster there and it freaks you out or something yeah but mm, other than that its uses and quality has got a long way to go yeah before it catches up definitely but maybe maybe it has more uses in the future maybe
0: yeah I, we'll think it's, uh, I think it's going to make a quick advancement. It's n- like the brick phone stages right now, like back it, in the 90s or so. And then uh, maybe, maybe it's going to yeah. come out and it's going to be I, intense.
1: Because uh, what, what more companies are going for is the AR stuff. So it's like you have VR, which is, you know, you're going into that world. And then AR is the augmented reality where it's putting the VR elements in the real world for you. And so you can see that like through the screen and they're still like in the early stages of that with the iPhone and stuff. And you turn on AR and when you're looking through your phone, you see like a little dinosaur or something that's like running around on the table. And you turn away and it doesn't follow. It stays actually on that uh-huh. table because it's mapped out the room. And then when you come back, it's still in its <coughs> same place. That yeah. has pretty awesome implications, too, because like, a, like with the horror VR thing. You can do that, but now it's in your actual home. Yeah. And, and, and it can put the monsters behind walls or something like that with the augmented reality, you know. So that that's where I think. And then who knows if it gets good enough to where it starts getting a high enough quality where you can't distinguish what's real. For sure. I think people's
0: social skills are going to take a huge dip soon.
1: Uh, <laughs> hmm. All right. Depend, yeah I mean
0: people are gonna play too many video games and then but
1: I mean that kind of already happens now right it it's yeah, yeah no I, it totally I mean, does it, it's already like, taken a huge dip, yeah like uh I think social media plays a big part in that, definitely, um, and then just the ease of access of everything definitely has uh made us lazier and yeah we're we're less connected to yeah. Each other, people definitely have more expressive conversations through text and on Facebook than For sure. in real person. So it's, it's kind of so, already here. I don't know how much more extreme it will get. Yeah.
0: But well, right now, like whenever I open up my Facebook, all I see is negative stuff. It's like Facebook knows, and then they're giving me all <laughs> this stuff, and I'm yeah, like, oh, I gotta stay off Facebook. Yeah,
1: it's like don't even check it. But there is a game, uh man, VR chat, <laughs> where a ton of memes come from. I love, I love the memes that come out of the vr chat and like the little russian uganda knuckles where he comes and yells at people in russian and stuff like that yeah. like people interact in that game pretty good when they're anonymous and you know nobody knows who they really are then everybody's super open and super friendly and stuff like that but as far as the the real life communication that will come with vr in the future i'm not too sure how yeah I how didn't. that might hold up but yeah
0: sweet man well uh let's wrap it up right here we're at about an hour Oh, shit. Sure. Uh, okay. thank you for coming on uh where can everyone find your stuff
1: uh <laughs> so right now i'm working on a youtube channel which is ab film circus but uh i'm trying to learn the software to make the amazing content as i go so the content's been a little slow to get out
0: yeah definitely but
1: we or I am I'm, I'm definitely working on getting it going. So A B film Circus if you want to check it out. Yeah. Otherwise, you. most of my stuff I just post on Facebook. And then any client work. Eh, y'all don't need to know about the client work. Y'all want to <laughs> see, see the client side. Hit work. up Austin <laughs> if you need
0: some cinematic stuff. He's got really dope work done. Uh yeah, thanks for coming on though.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe if you haven't, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.